This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I am your host, Joe DeLeon, joined by my wonderful friend, former teammate, Sean Anderson at the University of Rhode Island. Today's show, we are going to be talking about Trey Lance and his latest update on NFL draft implications. Before we get into that conversation, though, folks, we have a message from our sponsors that Sean, of all people, would like to share. The salesman is back. And you know what else is back? Football. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Tired of your friends ditching you and not putting in bets for you when you want them to? Forget them. Go to betonline.ag. From game spreads to totals to team to player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. BetOnline.ag has it all for you. So head on over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you for that wonderful message from our sponsor. Sean, how are you doing today on this uh, wonderful Monday that we're recording and getting ready to talk about Mr. Trey Lance? You know, I, uh, I'm i starting to get, gain a little respect because I have some people that will uh, – when maybe the FCS is gaining a little more respect because I had a lot of people tuning in to that uh, UCA-NDSU game, and they were all sending me videos of the game talking about, oh, this dude's so good, the game's so good, all of this, and it was just – you know, I think people are really starting to care a lot about this team and this guy, Trey Lance, and that's pretty special. I've never had people really reach out and say, hey, here's your boy, you know, FCS guy. And that was happening pretty frequently on Saturday. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, I know, I guess we vary a little on um, how we think that he did. I did have one JMU fan uh, uh-huh. who was my coworker who was so happy that Trey Lance threw an interception and uh, <laughs> and didn't didn't go twenty eight for thirty uh, on what an ass. He he was so happy. What an ass! Screw <laughs> that guy. Well, Sean, what? I well, I'm I'm just curious though. What what friends do you have that have deep enough pockets to to pay for ESPN Plus? Because I I couldn't watch the game until after after the fact that people uploaded it on YouTube. It was actually some friends in the uh, in the Midwest that just get the game. Oh, that makes yep. sense. Yep, but uh, but yeah, uh, my buddy Alex Vela uh, is super salty because he said if we had Trey Lance, GMU would have won three championships at least. I think so. any program would have been <laughs> like that, and also GMU just does not have the same type of program that North Dakota State does. We don't we don't need to get into all that fuss, but it, 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 I think we can all agree that North Dakota State is on a completely different FBS-type level of a program, which is why they've always been so successful. 
Oh, you let us in, though, to the conversation about Trey Lance in a game that North Dakota State won their only game of the season, 39-28. to But the more notable thing that everybody was seemingly talking about was the performance by Trey Lance, who needed to go out and play a strong game. He only threw 15 for 30 on his passes, 149 yards, two touchdowns, a lone interception, which is such an oddity for him. But he also did rush for 15 carries, 143 yards, and two touchdowns on the day. Trey Lance, I, I honestly, I think just from the general consensus, not from my personal opinion, a lot of people are down on him from this because he threw an interception. He didn't have a good day completing a number of his passes, and a lot of people are knocking him for just the single game. Are, are you not in that boat with the, the general mass majority of draft analysts on Twitter? I refuse to be a Trey Lance and FCS apologist, but in this instance, if you're going to knock somebody for having 300 total yards and uh, four total touchdowns in a game, uh, I don't know what you're looking for. That's a good game. UCA played really well. They played up to North North Dakota State. They did. So uh, it doesn't make sense for me to knock somebody when they're in a very tight game against uh, UCA, who last year was a playoff FCS team. They were. So you go when you look at it. You see the game. You see it's also game one. You're going against a team that's played four games before this. Uh, so there are reasons behind it not being a perfect outing, but I've never heard of one football player having a perfect outing before. And it's worth noting that this performance definitely doesn't help him by any measure, but I think a lot of people are assuming the worst for this. You have to take into the context of the game that was played. North Dakota State hasn't played a game at all this season. They have been essentially doing spring ball in preparation just from what we've assumed from what every other program was doing until their first game. It was an extended, drawn-out training camp. And with every first game this season, like we spoke about every time that a a team was starting, we brought up how they were going to have a lot of issues. There was going to be a lot of mistimings with receivers. There was going to be penalties. There were going to be turnovers because they are not only – playing in their first action of the year, but they have a very screwed up training camp because of COVID. Everything is completely different. The amount of time on the field is completely different. The amount of full contact is completely different. That has led to a lot of issues across college and professional football. So I don't think it's entirely fair to knock Lance completely down and say he shouldn't declare. He's not a first round prospect like some people were overreacting and saying. North Dakota State was facing an ACU team that um, has played multiple games already and has shown an affinity to turn the ball over. So if they're good at forcing turnovers, of course they're going to find a way to force one on Trey Lance, who has been deemed this not perfect quarterback prospect, but a guy that does not turn the ball over. I I don't think it's entirely fair to come after him just for the the, the one interception and not being entirely on point with his throws. You know what I really valued from him this game is how well he played in the second half and how he took this team when they were down and he kept scoring and he looked like a pro. He looked like he was always composed in in the second half, fourth quarter, all of it. He looked good and he looked like he was in command and I think everybody in the field knew that he was in command. And that's what you need to take away from this. You take away a player who's not phased by the big pressure situations like he was in. He knows how much pressure was on this game for him. It's a a huge debut, and he was able to go on and win the game. 
The other thing too, if you're a, a true talent evaluator, you have to consider the again the context of everything. This is one performance. Look at the other games on his 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 tape from the past few years. You can't come after a guy just for one bad game. So if Lance, I think if he chose to declare, and there were tons of scouts in the stands for for uh, for this game, if he chooses to declare, I think that he wouldn't see much dip in his draft stock, I would can still consider him to be a first round player because of the traits, the positive traits that, that he has put out there on tape. The other notable thing too, Dylan Radons was the first senior bowl invite. So we have a FCS tackle being the first guy invited to the senior bowl, obviously because it's the only game of the season for North Dakota state. He ends up getting an invite way earlier than most people typically would. Sean, the other thing that, that was very interesting from this past week was Jacksonville State playing really, really close with Florida State. This was a game that we we kind of joked about how bad Florida State was and how Jacksonville State could could sneak up on them, and they almost did that. They were leading for a decent amount of time in this game until Florida State eventually pulled away. That's We're getting close. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, but it, it's just we just haven't hit it yet. Uh, we said the same thing last week and we're just gonna have to keep on saying the same thing and eventually it's gonna it's gonna hit and we're gonna get our upset eventually hopefully it does happen I I was a bit disappointed because right when things were getting spicy in this game I was trying to tune in of course it was blacked out in my area were you able to try and tune in at all I, I couldn't get it because again it was blacked out I was also blacked out ah thanks uh thanks ESPN uh, for blacking it out in <laughs> The, Northeast, the feed was is, blacked out, not myself personally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to make that clarification. That was a that was a couple hours later. Um, <laughs> Sean, let's uh, let's discuss our fat stats. Who I, it has to yet again go to the guy who is basically going to be renamed uh, the the sole owner of fat stats, Mister Bailey Zappi. Three hundred and sixty passing yards and three touchdowns. You know what? You know what I did. What I, I did text him and congratulate him on on how well he's been doing this season. Did you really? Yeah. Did he respond? Yes. Oh, so isn't that he nice? is a. I would I would consider him a a close personal friend of the show. So you keep on giving me s. <laughs> and this time I knew he was going to be in the fat stats department again, but I wanted to back it up and say we got the response. And I I'd like to consider him that still. Uh, and again, fat stat and uh, dude. His stock, I know I said it after week one, but it's climbing. Uh, in the big, when you opened up ESPN on Saturday night, like I did, it was all uh, Trey Lance. It was That was the first big uh, article. And then underneath it, it's about the other quarterbacks, and you see uh, Zappy stock rising after another big game. And that's a good thing. I told, it, it's just, he keeps on putting up these ridiculously gaudy numbers, and it's starting to get some recognition. Uh, I, I would say our second fat stat here, Lawan Winningham, um, not very fat in the receptions four and then the yards 55, but he had two touchdowns against North Dakota State. You do that against that program, you can be in the fat stats of the week. Yeah, I think that's a fair honorable mention for the two touchdowns. And I, I would just like to close out with the with the zappy point. I, I could totally see him being a high priority undrafted free agent come the end of the season he's done enough he's really done enough to to prove himself not as a, a scheme-based quarterback but he has some good traits to really flourish and, and and do well if he's got the right things around him maybe he could turn himself into a decent quality backup quarterback or some type of a developmental guy 
um, you know, come draft time when teams are making those various decisions. Sean, let's move on to our FC estimates where we do our game picks. Things are still very, very tight. This is the first perfect week for the both of us, but you do get a slight edge on me. So just to quickly recap, Campbell, Wake Forest, we both got that one correct. North Alabama Liberty, both got that one correct. Abilene Christian Army, both got that one correct. Houston Baptist, Eastern Kentucky, that one was one of them. Central Arkansas, North Dakota State, we both picked North Dakota State. Jacksonville State, Florida, we both picked Florida State. But you came very, very close to getting the score correctly. You just got it in, so you get the extra point for that one. And then lastly, West Texas A&M, Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin won that one. So, Sean, the current standings sit at 22 for you and 19 for me. Not much of a change. Well, someone's still winning. Yeah, well... That's going to change eventually. You have to admit how hard it is for anybody to change in these current standings because there's so few games. And then on top of that, they're all FBS, FCS games. So if one of us chooses to pick the upset and get really risky and goes gets it wrong, like that's the only way things change. And you don't pick any upsets. Yeah, I do. Eh. Yeah. Not that many. <laughs> Not that many. I picked the Citadel uh, winning two weeks ago. That's true. That, that, that's your one. That's your yeah, one. no, I, I've had I've had more before also. It's, it's not a big deal. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. this week, the first game we do have, speaking <laughs> of the Citadel, the Citadel Army. Sean, what is your game pick? I'm picking Army by a score of 30 to 17. I'm going to go with Army by a score of 28 to 24. Mercer, Jacksonville State. I will have Jacksonville State by a score of 24 to 10. Give me Jacksonville State 33 to 24. Abilene Christian Ark. Oh no, not Abilene Christian. Uh this is uh, Central Arkansas. Sorry, I don't know why I had that mixed up. Um so it should be UCA, not ACU. UCA Arkansas State. What's your what's your score prediction? Oh, you I'll changed from when this game was originally scheduled. You, you I have SOB. changed. This this is one of the uh, this is one oh. of the upsets that I had previously picked, but I decided to uh, flip flop uh, around the block here, and I'll go Arkansas State forty two twenty. I hate you so much. Just completely backing out. You have that extra couple weeks of time to think it over. Back out. I'm going with Arkansas State forty eight to thirty. To wrap up today's show, per usual, we have some wonderful questions from our listeners and then one absolutely terrible one from somebody that we consider to be a friend of the show. We'll address that in a second. First question from Chris Hammond, biggest winners in FCS for playing this fall and biggest loser. Sean, what do you got? Biggest winner, uh, the Houston Baptist offense. Uh, The Stearns, Zappi, they are showing that they have a lot of talent, speed, and they can air it out. I think they're the biggest winner, and I don't see a biggest loser for teams playing this fall. I see teams that decided we're going to play some football, and uh, I, I cannot deem uh, under these circumstances. Normally, I'm sure we could find a biggest loser uh, that that just was the biggest disappointment, but I can't be disappointed in any of these teams uh, for this fall. I'm going to go biggest winner, Central Arkansas. They've given themselves plenty of opportunities to grow and progress as a team, and then not only – do well, but they've they've had a really good run of, of beating opponents. So they're easily the, the biggest darling of this, this shortened, weird season going on. For me, biggest loser, I would have to go with North Dakota State if we were to pick one 
just simply from uh, an off performance from them. They only played one game. There's no way for any of those guys to go out there and change the perceptions that they put out there. Now they're going to have to deal with the stigma like we talked about that some people are giving them from not as good of performances as, as we would have possibly hoped. Next question from Sean Blythe. This is a mouthful. I was watching the Campbell Wake Forest game last week and the announcer, that was this past week, Sean, uh, and the announcer made a comment about how they wouldn't be playing in the spring because they are playing four games the Big South allowed in the fall. I was under the impression that they were allowed to play four games and now and then a full season in the spring. Is this just an FBS analyst talking out his blowhole or is Campbell actually done until fall 2021? I don't know for sure, but I'd have to say this is the FBS analyst talking out of their blowhole. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that any of the teams playing right now and from a lot of different kids I've talked to that are playing games they are under the pretense of not only not using any of their eligibility, but also still getting to play in the spring. Uh, I just looked up from uh, the PressHerald.com. NCAA spokeswoman Michelle Hosick said teams can play a maximum of 11 games over the fall and spring with no more than eight in the spring. Teams playing more than three games in the fall and thus fewer than eight in the spring can still be considered for the playoffs, which is one of the marquee features of the FCS. Well, thank you for waiting to look that up while we were answering the question. So uh, we're, we are correct, though? Yes. Okay. So the FBS uh, analyst has no idea what he's talking about, which tends to be a common trend. NCAA Football Nation asks us, how do you think the Campbell, Campbell, Camels, wow, that is a tongue twister, will do in the Big South? I see some potential on that team, especially quarterback Haj Malik Williams, running back Bryant Barr, and defensive back Darian Slade. Sean, what do you think about the Campbell Camels? You can't sleep on the Big South. You just can't. Uh, but they do have some bright spots. I think if you – Big South really does come down to uh, run game and quarterback play. And if you have a good running back, which they do, and a good quarterback, which they do, then I think uh, as long as everybody else on the team does their jobs – and I know that sounds like coach talk, uh, but if they do their jobs and they revolve the offense around them, then they can score points and then just have a defense that that's prepared – uh, because the Big South really doesn't throw a lot of trickery at you. It's just really who's the most disciplined and who's the most prepared. From what I've seen uh, over the last year and a half watching the Big South. Yeah, for me, I I'm a big fan of this Campbell team. I think that when they play their season upcoming in the spring, they're going to be able to do some serious damage. And I put that immediately on quarterback Hajj Malik Williams. He is somebody who has really impressed and given me a, a lot of good reasoning to like him. I, I think that this offense and this team has shown a lot of resilience, some ability to upset FBS teams, good FBS teams, and I would be a bit surprised if they don't have a good run uh, come springtime. And then last question, which is the clown question from Ryan Roberts. Compare the top FCS draft prospects, Trey Lance, Dylan Radin, Spencer Brown, Robert Rochelle to Halloween candy. I, I'm not even going to answer this question, Sean. Do you, you want to take a crack at it? Because I think this is uh, just Ryan trying to do a bit. What does he want me to say? Does he want me to say? I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, Spencer Brown. Uh, he's sour, then he's sweet, like a Sour Patch Kid. You know, <laughs> like like he's he's really mauling in the run game, and then in pass game he's super smooth, and and you know, like no, I'm not going to do that. Okay, uh, that's just it. Just seems foolish to compare grown men to candy. I think the the better point to <laughs> that he was going for. I think he wanted us to just pitch candy and then start arguing over what candy we think is better. I think he was just trying to pit us 
against each other like he tends to do. Uh, who's the candy corn? Who, who's the one that nobody likes? Yeah, okay. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a good response from uh, Rick Saratella, who's uh, the owner of NFL Draft Bible, uh, which is a great publication. His response was, Trey Lance is like candy corn crack. I just need more. While Radon's is a Snickers, <laughs> satisfies every time. Spencer Brown is a warhead. One bad move and things can go sour quickly. <laughs> so it kind of went, with, <laughs> kind of went with with your little bit you did there. And then Rochelle is a stick of fruit stripe gum, a big burst right out of the gate. Happy Halloween, y'all! Thank you, Rick, for for allowing us to read that on the show, even though he didn't really directly respond to us. Hey, Rick, I, why would you take the bait? <laughs> I, I, that might have been part of it too, because Ryan Ryan works for him. I think that maybe he was trying to catch catch his boss, Rick. Uh, two in this bit. So that is it for Kwame's corner. And also for this episode, Sean, do you have any closing points before I, I shut us down? Uh, no, uh, Campbell camels. Uh, they should, I still believe they should change their name. Uh, even though I'm all for camel being a logo, I think, uh, Campbell and then camels is just almost, uh, you know, that's egregious. Uh, thank you. Hot take of the week from Sean, change yep. your mascot. That's right. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Sean will be editing it, so if you have any problems with it, please direct your <laughs> anger towards Mr. Sean Anderson at Sanderson Radio. My handle is at Joe DeLeon. Also, go follow Believe Podcasts at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram, and also head to Believe.com, spelled B-L-E-A-V dot com for our show, as well as hundreds of other shows on any possible topic that you can think of. Lastly, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.